0: Y'all, I need a corkboard, some yarn, and some thumbtacks and a pair of scissors. Uh, Because we now have like our 15th, 16th story of what it is that Donald Trump is being investigated for, what they're looking for. Uh, It it just has enough stop. I'm I'm literally driving here. I'm coming to the station for today's show. By the way, this is Joe Cunningham on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 k I'm driving here and I get an alert on my phone, another breaking news alert. And let me read this headline to you. Trump under investigation for potential obstruction of justice, espionage act violations. So let's lay this out here. Donald Trump on Monday evening reveals that the FBI has raided Mar-a-Lago. He was not there, but his lawyer was. The FBI goes through the house and they collect documents, apparently boxes of stuff. Uh, We now know 11 sets of documents, spread out over like 20 boxes or something like that. Uh, But through the night and into the next day, we're told the following. This has to do with the National Archives. This has to do with the Presidential Records Act. This is about stuff that he took from the White House when he left office, stuff that's supposed to be digitized and recorded in the National Archives, uh, as, uh, according to the Presidential Records Act of 1978, which was a direct result of uh, Richard Nixon's existence, basically. But that's what we're being told, and it doesn't sound all that serious. Now, as we're being told this, everybody understands that the context, or the, the, I'm sorry, the pretext of the raid is the National Archives stuff in the Presidential Records Act. Everybody understands the pretext, but the context of the situation is that everybody knows the FBI, under Merrick Garland, under the Department of Justice, wants to find something to tie Donald Trump to January 6th. And so there's that's the competing storylines for about 24 hours. That Donald Trump is... He's, he, he, he was withholding some stuff. He apparently gave some stuff to the National Archives, but not everything they asked for. And so they were wanting it back. And we found out through reporting that Donald Trump and his lawyers were negotiating with the Department of Justice and everything seemed amicable. Trump's lawyers released the emails. It looked like everything was going fine. They were just negotiating, you know, when to you know, drop it off, pick it up, that sort of thing. And then, cue last night... As we're going through all this, and 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 Merrick Garland yesterday gives his press conference saying, "Hey, this wasn't going to be a public spectacle, except Trump made it a public spectacle." And we, you know, all we were doing, we we were just trying to uh, make this a peaceful collection of documents. It's not a raid. Everybody saying, "No, it's not a raid." Thirty agents on the premises, going coming through every private room that that Trump has, not the guest rooms at Mar-a-Lago, but Donald Trump's private residence. So that's everything that they're going through there. And so last night, Trump says, I agree with Merrick Garland. Absolutely. Not only am I okay with them filing to reveal the warrant and the inventory list, I highly encourage it. At the same time, Trump is sending that out on his social media network, Truth Social, The Washington Post begins reporting that unnamed sources from the Department of Justice are telling them the FBI is looking for nuclear documents. And what people were drawing from that is it had something to do with the nuclear codes, which apparently change once uh, they change pretty regularly, but definitely would have changed after Trump left office and Biden came into office. So now we've got the story that shifted multiple times from Presidential Records Act, National Archives, to January 6th, you know, deep down to now nuclear documents. And then I'm driving here, and now it's potential obstruction of justice and espionage act violations. That's what's actually uh that, that's what we're actually drawing from the released warrant. And I, I have the warrant pulled up and I was I was looking at it and I'm I'm just I'm confused. I have attention deficit disorder, and even I can't follow all the jumping around. We've gone from one thing to the next. I- I'm telling you, I need it. Let's take out one of these windows, Mark, and put up a giant cork board and just do the conspiracy thing where you're taking thumbtacks and headlines and pictures and yarn and trying to connect everything that we possibly can. Because at some point, somebody's gonna have to give us a straight damn answer as to what's going on with this investigation. And I'm sorry for getting heated about it, but I'm just tired. I'm I'm so very tired of this news cycle. We've been given multiple storylines here and they don't all sync up. And you can say, oh, well, this all is tied." No, it doesn't. It doesn't all tie up. You don't go to something as seemingly harmless as the talk about the National Archives stuff and the Presidential Records Act, where everybody was reporting on it based on the DOJ's unnamed sources that this was just a matter of collecting stuff that Trump took out of office that needs to be digitized and put in the archives. That is completely different than a violation of U.S. code that is completely different than, uh, than classified documents. As we get further and further into the week, everybody starts saying, well, what is this about classified documents? Then we get the nuclear documents thing. Which, by the way, the nuclear documents thing is something we really need to address as well. If there are classified, it doesn't have to be the nuclear documents. If there's classified information that fell out of the proper chain of custody and the feds did nothing about it for 18 months, I have a very serious national security concern with our federal government right now. Can you imagine if the federal government lost documents from the Obama era for 18 months and didn't tell anybody about it and then suddenly raided Hillary? Every news outlet out there would be saying, what took them so long? This was sensitive data that was out there. This is all partisan. This is all political. He's going after a political opponent. Everything they could throw out there would be there. Why did it take or how did it take government agencies 18 months to figure out that these documents were gone, possibly in Trump's possession, possibly floating around out there unsecured? Whether it concerns nuclear documents, nuclear weapons, ours or somebody else's, the nuclear codes, which are bound to have been expired by that point, this isn't stuff you lose track of. I get that Trump walking around with dozens of boxes of nuclear codes or whatever is troubling to people in the federal government, but it should be more troubling to them. And there should be firings left and right all across the Department of Justice and in the White House trying to figure out how this stuff, how they lost track of this in the first place. The second problem if they are in Trump's possession, these classified documents, these nuclear documents, and not in the questionably capable hands of our intelligence community, then yes, Trump did screw up, and yes, the Republicans need to say something about it. But at this point, the FBI has squandered all of our trust, chasing down false lead after false lead after false dossier after false charge after false lead. The people who were in charge of the the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot Those those people were they they weren't found guilty. They they were not punished for that because the court, the the defense basically proved the FBI entrapped them. And all the people at that FBI office in Michigan are now the ones in charge of all the nonsense going on in D.C. The third problem here, and this pertains specifically to the nuclear document stuff, but just anything classified or up. Because remember, there's three, there's three classifications. There's classified, there's secret, there's top secret. If this is as serious as the Justice Department is saying, then holy mother of God, why were you leaking the nuclear stuff to the press? This is something that could quite literally get somebody killed. If you're out there saying that Donald Trump has nuclear documents, that Donald Trump has, uh, has these classified documents that other global powers would love to get their hands on, why on earth are you leaking it to the press? And now we have the release of the warrant, and the warrant says this is about the Espionage Act, this is about obstruction of justice. Well, that's properly vague now, isn't it? That's just serious enough to get a warrant, but it's just vague enough if you actually look at the warrant to actually show what it is they're looking for. And you're not going to see the affidavit because aff- affidavits are never released to the public unless there's an actual charge or indictment coming. And right now it's just an investigation. If you're going to go after a former president of the United States on all this, you really. Really, really need to make sure your ducks are in a row and you definitely don't need people from the Department of Justice to be leaking stuff to the media only for the story to change 45 times in one week. Folks, I need a chance to take a breath, so we're going to go ahead and take a break now. We've got some callers on the line, 232-1542, if you want to call and we can open up the lines for y'all's thoughts on all this. Tom Foolery, we'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 if you want to call in. The phone lines are open. We do have one caller with us. Hey, John, thanks for calling in.
1: Hey, Joe. Hey, man. Um, just wanted to comment briefly on what you were saying, yeah. uh, what you opened up with, actually. Um, so, yeah, I know it uh, I know it might seem like, uh, you know, what's the aim of the left here? I mean, they're throwing so much stuff out there. It doesn't necessarily... String together, it might seem a little convoluted, I suppose. Like, yeah. uh, But it, it kind of, I feel kind of like, not that that's the point, but it kind of doesn't really matter in, in, in their case. Because I think that their intention is basically just to, um, man, you know, the best I can describe it is, on, on the game Call of Duty, uh, uh-huh. there's a type of strategy on there called volume of fire Yeah, Uh, where it doesn't matter as much what your aim is. It's just the fact that you're spraying and praying so much that, you know, you're going to hit something. And I feel like that with them, they feel like that they can throw so much out there that uh, by the time, you know, uh, the election comes around, people are going to remember this and that about what they saw on TV about uh, about Trump. That they might just kind of be convinced to uh to look the other way in terms of him. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you That's know kind of how I feel about like. you're you're not the first person to say that I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Um it's and it's really just flooding the zone. You're absolutely right. That's what they're doing here is they're just flooding the zone with as much information as they can, a lot of it contradictory, but it just, you know, one story after the next, because this really is for the media, which is very largely against Donald Trump and the Republicans. As long as they think that right now they can just put as much information about Trump out there right now and all of it be negative, that will drag down the Republicans. You know, there's a there's some polling that's been out coming out in the last week or so that shows kind of a bounce for Democrats. But everybody kind of secretly recognizes that at this point in every midterm election, there's always a bump for the Democrats right at this time of the year. And a lot of the polling has pretty consistently showed that whatever the numbers are showing you, add two points to the Republican. So everybody understands that even though you're looking at uh, the generic ballot being maybe uh, tied between the Republican or the Democrat or maybe one point in the Democrat's favor, everybody's assuming you add two points to that. So the Republicans are still up on the generic ballot. So what the media really wants to do is they want to flood the zone. With all of these stories, you're absolutely right. That is exactly what they're trying to do. It is very much a volume of fire situation. Yeah, that's
1: that's more of my uh, my my line of thinking is. I tell you what, yeah. that's what I think
2: they're
0: doing. Yeah, John, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Um Two three two fifteen forty two. If y'all want to call in and, and join in the conversation as well, and and again, like like you know, John was saying, like I said. It's not the first time I've heard that theory. I'm kind of subscribing to the theory as well. But really, the big, big problem here is this all looks bad on the FBI. A lot of people do not trust the FBI, and they haven't trusted the FBI for a while. And it's not just the last six years with Trump on the scene and everything. The FBI has been consistently screwing up in a lot of its investigations, and what the FBI has consistently been doing is trying to moderate the charges, moderate what uh, what the public the public information they're releasing when it skews a certain way. Take for example the attempted assassination of Steve Scalise and a bunch of Republicans at the congressional baseball field. The FBI ended up saying that that was an attempted suicide by cop. They didn't really talk about assassination attempt. Think back to the, uh, the Fort Hood shooting. The FBI labeled that uh, a workplace violence incident, not terrorism, even though we saw the evidence that that particular shooter was radicalized. We've seen over and over again the FBI take a very soft hand to things when they lean in a certain direction. They attempt to moderate the charges, moderate the investigation to keep it from going too far in a certain direction. There are a lot of people who have violated the Presidential Records Act, who have taken documents and things like that that were meant for the National Archives. And in every single instance of that, nobody's ever been raided. There have been negotiations to get that documentation to the National Archives and the feds come and pick it up and everything is all fine and dandy. It wasn't until Donald Trump that they actually raided a former president's house on this. It is unprecedented. It has even Democrats worried. And it took several days for the Democrats to come up with any sort of half-decent talking point and they're still not great. The Democrats need the media to just flood the zone. But the Democrats are very worried about this. The Democrats aren't really saying much about this raid. Uh, Steny Hoyer, the number two guy in the House, uh, came out and, and gave a statement that said, nobody's above the law going after Trump's statements rather than the actual FBI raid itself. They want to talk about Trump's reaction to it. They don't want to talk about what was actually going on. Merrick Garland came out and gave a four and a half minute statement, took no questions. This isn't just some standard procedure thing. This is absolutely unprecedented. And it reflects poorly on the FBI, and that nobody is getting the story straight. Everyone is looking with a critical eye at the Department of Justice. It's time for our bottom-of-the-hour news break. Let's take that break. We'll be back in a few minutes here. On the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Be sure to call in 232-1542 with your thoughts and comments. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to call in. The topic of the day, just trying to make sense of every story that's come out about this raid, what actually is and isn't happening. And journalists need to sit down. With their unnamed sources. Each journalist gets a private room and they, they take an unnamed source into that room and they bend that unnamed source over their knee and they just spank them because they've been doing wrong. They've been bad. They have not given good information. They have not been given giving information that actually pans out for the last seven years. Journalists have been relying on unnamed sources When it comes to Donald Trump and almost universally, those sources have never been right. We've had major article retractions and rewrites from major media outlets because they took information from unnamed sources, ran with it without verifying, and it ended up being completely wrong. At this point, I can confidently say that the last time I actually had any faith in the news is when it was with Huey Lewis. <laughs> I don't recall a single time in my life when I was reading a news report and actually thought, I'm getting all the information here, thank God. Since I began journalism. I've had to go to multiple outlets to try to find the right information. And it doesn't help when certain outlets use certain sources and they're exclusive. And I don't have anywhere else to go to verify what that unnamed source or sources have said, because it's not information that's out there to a lot of journalists. The reliance on unnamed sources in journalism has become a scourge and it is really, really difficult to tell truth from fiction at this point because of it. We have in our country a trust deficit. We do not trust our president. We do not trust Congress. Americans don't seem to trust the Supreme Court. Americans don't trust the press. Americans don't trust the FBI. They don't trust anybody in the intelligence community. They're starting, thanks to the Democrats, to distrust police and law enforcement. They're distrusting their local politicians. They're distrusting their local media. We have a deficit of trust in the country. And it is a massive dividing problem. If you want to know why Americans are so divided, it is not because of partisanship. It is not because of misinformation. It is because, well, I guess it's partly because of misinformation, but in general, it has been the absolute hostility that has come with our absolute lack of trust in anybody else. We don't trust people on the other side of the political aisle. And it's gotten so bad because each side of the political aisle just gets more and more angry in its rhetoric, that we swear that we are enemies now. We are not uh, we're not countrymen, we're not acquaintances. Hell at times, we're not even family. We have all joined our little cults of personality and cults of partisanship, and we cannot see beyond them to try to better understand any other side. Because politicians have been telling us for years. That they are right and the other side is wrong and the other side is ignorant and the other side is racist or the other side is communist or whatever. Because of all this, we have become divided and we cannot see across the gap, much less reach out to each other across the gap. It is absolutely ridiculous right now that we are being divided by a series of headlines that nobody can seem to actually verify. The only thing we know for certain is that the FBI is apparently looking into Trump over Espionage Act violations and obstruction of justice. But what we've seen from the information has come out is as very hard to claim obstruction of justice when there's emails going back and forth between the Justice Department and the Trump team's lawyers, saying, "Yeah, we're 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 working. Come by, us, you know. Here's here's everything we got. You know, the talking and negotiating, and everything seemed to have been in good faith. And all of a sudden, the FBI raids, and not only is this classified information so dangerous, you had to raid a former president's house to get it." The warrant was signed by a judge last Friday, last Friday afternoon, a week ago. And they waited three days to act on the warrant. They had until August 19th to conduct the search of Mar-a-Lago. And first of all, if it's really that urgent, you don't need two weeks. You need to go in immediately. You definitely don't wait three days. What is the actual truth here? I can't tell what the truth is. I can't figure out what the truth is. And I try really, really hard to give both sides credit and to try to at least understand what both sides are saying. But the Department of Justice has people working within its walls that have leaked multiple confusing stories to the press about what this raid was about, what they were looking for and what they got. Only today do we see the inventory list, which is not very clear. And only today do we see the warrant and the warrant does not match the rhetoric of the sources from the Department of Justice. Did Trump have nuclear documents? Yes or no. They won't tell us. They'll leak it to the press. They won't come out and say it. Was Trump keeping records that the National Archives were trying to digitize? They won't answer that question. Seems to be a lot more serious than that if you're looking at violations of the Espionage Act. Oh, and by by the way... The Espionage Act is a very deliberate choice. Espionage is treason. Treason would be the one thing that would prevent Trump from being able to run in 2024. This isn't some statute thing. This isn't something with the U.S. Code. This is straight up. If he violates the Espionage Act as treason, he can't run for president. That's the most serious thing they can do. So everybody who's been out there shouting about the U.S. code and this violation or that violation, that wouldn't keep Trump from running in 2024. Even if he was in prison, he could run for president from prison. It has to be treason. If they want to keep him from running, it has to be treason. That's why it's the Espionage Act. The Democrats really desperately need Donald Trump to be in the headlines. The Department of Justice is caving to pressure from progressives to try to get Trump on something. And we're all suffering for it. From the confusion and the distrust, we are all suffering from it. All right, let's go ahead and take a break here on The Joe Cunningham Show. When we get back, we'll take your calls here, 232-1542 on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. We've got some time on the lines if you want to call in. And Joining us now, we've got Major. Major, how are you today?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, I, you know, you were talking about how every, the politics has got the nation divided. I think, you know, you live in a world of uh, news and politics, but, you know, i you know, I'm retired, and I I, I don't My, my, – I'm just around people all day long, and most people really could care less. And, you know, like my dad watches the news and gets – sometimes he even gets very upset with what he's watching, you know, when it comes to politics. And, you know, I tell him, I said, you know, hey, Dad, you know, when you go to the store, you know, what do you see? Do you see people fighting about politics? Do you see – You know, you see all your pals and they're picking up their groceries and they're paying their bills and very few people say anything political in his in his world. And even including mine, most people I'm around really don't follow any of this. I mean, they they follow the gas prices and how expensive things are. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, I, I really don't see it in my day to day comings and goings like you're describing now. You know, of course, like I said, you you're in that world and you're you're you know, you're you know, you basically you're a a political wonk, as they say, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're you're of course, you see all the fighting, you see the 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 extremities that most people really don't see because they don't sit there and read uh, what you read, you know, as because it's your profession. Mm -hmm. Now, you're talking about how you're having, you know, you trying to see both sides and of, of what's going on with this uh, FBI uh, um, cluster, well, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I mean, you, you seem to be answering your own questions. You know, you 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 keep saying how the FBI is constantly doing this, and constantly they're constantly setting themselves up to look bad, and that's exactly why you, you're kind of answering it. The side, you're, the, the side, I would say that basically the FBI seems to be. Politically motivated. They're try- it looks to me like they're just trying to find, suppress, or, or basically, they're basically trying to find January sixth information. And I, I don't think they're worried at all about the paperwork. It's pretty obvious to me as I read it. They're looking for anything they can to. Prevent Trump from running again. That's the whole thing. And yeah, yeah. I, whoever gets in, especially if it's a Republican, I think the FBI was started by an executive order. It could be ended by an executive order. I, I really don't think we need an FBI. I don't see the reason for having it. Law enforcement, state to state, can handle any crimes that pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least with the next person that gets, particularly, of course, if it's a Republican who really wants to straighten up the swamp, He needs to basically fire everybody on the top two or three floors of the FBI office in Washington. I'm sure the field agents are fine uh, up to the supervisor level at field offices, but at Washington, D.C., fire everybody from the fourth floor down to about the second floor, and you'll solve the FBI problem. And that includes the same thing at the Department of Justice. You know, that's my answer to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let me address the first thing you were saying. You're absolutely right. Nobody really, especially here locally, nobody really sees the type of political division I was talking about in their day-to-day lives. But where we do see it is in the the places that society pays attention to um, on that national scale, the the social media, everything like that. And we see in the polling, and and the polling covers a wide range of Americans— that people feel more politically divided. They feel more alienated from their neighbors. And in truth, when you walk around, whether it's because of politics or something else, everybody from, I don't know, probably Gen X on down. And and especially as you get on down a deeper and deeper addiction to the technology around us. I have a, a friend who said that basically A lot of the problems that we see societally, politically, everything like that, a lot of it can be traced back to the moment the iPhone was uh, released. And I'm, I'm an iPhone user and I love the iPhone. But when the technology, when all that information suddenly became so readily available to all of us, all of a sudden, especially the younger set, got more and more sensory overload from all this. And so that's what we're seeing in terms of this division. I, you're, you're right. It's not like we go to the store there there's liberals trying to punch conservatives or vice versa. Not that liberals are eating enough iron or taking enough iron at this point to throw an effective punch, but it's, you have, it's not like people are just out there fist fighting over politics, but we are seeing a, a drifting away of one person, of, of, of some people from other people. And we're not seeing, you know, kind of the it, it used to be, you know, we'd gather with neighbors uh, for a meal. We'd gather for a party. You don't see that nearly as much as you used to. Now, again, down here, it's completely different. We have a very, very close-knit community feel just culturally here in the South. But across the country, you see it a lot less. And for the second point, yeah, this this is very politically motivated. And it is really just um, – it, it, it's it's very clear at this point that they're they are throwing, kind of like John said earlier – throwing a lot out there just to try to to see what sticks. Major, thank you very much for the call. Uh, going back to the lines, we have Dana on the line. Hey, how are you?
1: Good, Joe. I, I, I was told to be quick. I, I understand that everybody wants to stay politically motivated, mm-hmm. but I want to remind everybody there is still an open investigation under Merrick Garland's watch of Hunter Biden. Yeah. So it kind of throws everything to the side. Y'all have a good one, guys. Right.
0: Thank you very much. And that that is a good point. There is an open investigation there. Absolutely correct. And uh, I appreciate you calling in and reminding us that. But all of that said, look at how the two sides are being treated there. There's an open investigation, but there's nothing being constantly leaked to the media about it. The leaks are all coming from the media when they got a hold of the information from his laptop which was turned over to the media when it was given to a repair shop. And that of the contents of that hard drive was leaked. And they've been, the media has been pouring through it. I know two outlets that have been pouring through all of that information and they've had their own private investigators come in and verify that information. But what you're not seeing, and this is what's driven me crazy today. You're not seeing the level of leaks from the department of justice on Hunter Biden that you're seeing on Donald Trump and whether it's the president's son or not, that is still a double standard. And that's still just another undermining point. The Department of Justice has gone all out in leaking just about everything they can when it comes to the various investigations they have thrown at Donald Trump. Everything has come out via leaks. The one public statement we got on this from Merrick Garland was four and a half minutes, information very sparse. We now have the warrant and all we have is that they're investigating for two things. And these two things that he's being investigated for are vastly different than the things Department of Justice personnel were leaking to the media. The leaks are a problem, and the unnamed sources are a problem, and the Department of Justice has to deal with that if they want any sort of credibility going forward. Thank you guys for the call today. We're going to go ahead and take our weekend break. The Joe Cunningham Show returns to you on Monday at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at JoePCunningham, Facebook.com slash Show. And be sure to check out the podcast version of the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Shannon's in, and we'll have offsides next to wrap up the week here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.